Uh, good evening and welcome to the uh, midweek service. Uh, it's just been a, a great week. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, this past Sunday, the message uh, that Pastor Rob Ketterling delivered uh, has just been life-changing. Amen. It was just an incredible message. If you were not here this past Sunday, let me encourage you uh, to go to our website, victorylakeland.org, and watch that message uh, just an incredible, uh, very creative title in uh, The Vultures uh, Vultures Are Coming, uh, but something that I believe that was uh, just meant for our church uh, as we continue to move forward. Uh, here, here's what I can tell you, that um, we believe uh, that here at Victory Church, that when you walk onto our campus, when you come into uh, uh, just a gathering of followers of Christ, that we leave changed. There needs to be life change that takes place, uh, that there needs to be growth that happens uh, day by day, week after week. And so that's why we come together. And so that's, that's what I believe. That's what I want to communicate tonight to you. Uh, and the reason why we've come together is to see uh, that there is change, that there is growth that takes place uh, as a matter of fact, the title of the message uh, you can see on the screen behind me, I believe, uh, is Right Living, and, and then uh, the, the title is I'm All Ears. Uh, I believe that, uh, I believe that there's, there's moments in life we understand what right living means, and we have a desire uh, to move forward in our faith, uh, but how many of you um, understand that sometimes we know what it means, but we don't necessarily do what's right? Uh, that we need to kind of be prodded and continue to be loved and pushed along. And, and I believe that tonight, the message when it says that I'm all ears, uh, here's the idea, here's the theme for tonight when we talk about right living, is that we are, we are quick to listen and that we are slow to speak. That is the one thing that I say, hey, how can we go from Wednesday and know that four more days will pass and we'll come back and we'll hear just an incredible message uh, from just a world-class leader, the best pastor that anyone could have. He's my father. He's your pastor. How many of you are excited about Sunday in four days and what's going to happen? How'd I do? Isn't that good? That's all right. Good. Four days, four days to say, okay, what is one thing that I can take from this message? Just one, one more step that I can take to continue to grow and to develop in my faith. It's often easier said than done. And the idea of quick to listen, slow to speak, is something that, that I still wrestle with today. Even at this stage in my life, it's something that I have not really nailed down at all. As a matter of fact, I, I often wonder uh, in my own marriage how I, I love my wife, she loves me. We have a healthy marriage, but how, how much healthier would my marriage be if as a husband I embraced this, this principle, this truth of saying, man, let me be a husband that's quick to listen and slow to speak. Often, for me, it just seemed to naturally come in the opposite direction. I was always quick to speak and slow to listen. I don't know if that resonates with anyone in the room. Even, even as a father, I wonder how much, uh, how, how better would I be as a father if with my own son and the relationship that we have, and we have a good relationship, but how, how would it have progressed even better if I would have been a father that simply just took the position to listen to my son 
And then look for a moment when God is speaking to speak into his life. And I can tell you that there have been moments that I failed and that I spoke before I actually listened. And, and you, could, you could say, I could say that that's true with even my daughter Taylor and Chloe, my, my youngest daughter who's 16, who just recently, two or three, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, were sitting at the table uh, in the uh, dinette area and we're having this conversation. And she speaks those exact words to me. Here I am, I'm, I'm in my mid-40s and I still haven't nailed this down at all to be quick to listen and slow to speak and she said dad if you would have if you would just listen to me and it quickened me in in my spirit now I, I I'm probably the only one that has wrestled with this in the room tonight I think that probably some have wrestled with it some of you have wrestled with it and that you look at your own marriage and you say, man, what would my marriage be like today if I, if I would have, as a wife, have taken the position to just simply rest and, and, and had the moment to just simply listen to what my spouse is communicating to me? As an employer to think, you know, how, what would the culture be? Have you ever wondered as an employer or a manager have you ever wondered what would the culture be in my office as, as a Christian business person, as a Christian leader, what would the culture in my office look like? And you're wondering this, if I really practiced this every day and I took a position to simply step, step to the side, step back and say, okay, what is it that my employee is trying to communicate to me? Let me just simply listen and not have the mindset of my way or the highway. I believe that James has something for us tonight. I believe that, that we can find just, just reassurance in God's Word when we come together every service in James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20, and that's where we'll, we'll really launch from tonight. And James, just real quickly, just real quickly for those that are in the room, how many of you, uh, just by raising your hand real quick, you, you, you know who, who James's brother is? Just real quick, James's brother. For those that don't know, uh, let me tell you that James's brother is who? He's Jesus, right? He's our Lord and Savior, uh, which is just instant credibility, right? I mean, have you ever been in that situation to where uh, when someone makes the connection, they connect all the dots and they begin to understand whose daughter you are or whose son you are or who you're connected with? All of a sudden, there's instant credibility that, that your words now matter, that they carry some weight. And so that's the position where James is at. He, he didn't even believe at the time that his brother was here that he was the Messiah, but later came to that understanding. But immediately when he begins to pin this letter, and because of who his brother is, he has instant credibility. As a matter of fact, he's the leader of the early church, and his words carry, carry weight. There are some of those moments uh, that when we think about those, those words that captures our attention. Uh, yesterday I was just kind of going over this message in my mind and uh, one of those words that just seems to, to kind of jump out to me uh, is really just free. You know, and I ran that by, by uh, Chloe. She was in the car with me. I said, Chloe, when you hear that word free, does it, does it mean anything to you? And I can in, uh, automatically tell when the smile came on her face that she liked free. How about you? I mean, that captures 
captures my attention, I at least want to hear. Or what about BOGO, the phrase BOGO, B-O-G-O, right? Buy one, get one free. That's something that captures your attention. But how about crispy? Anytime that the word crispy is on the menu or the waiter or the waitress begins to describe the, uh, the day's specials, if they say crispy, that's something that captures my attention. I didn't know this until this past summer when we were in Houston. We were traveling with some friends, but you can actually go through Chick-fil-A and how many of you would say, man, they have just an amazing waffle fries, right? Amazing waffle fries. But you can ask for them to be well done. And I love crispy waffle fries. That's, that's something that I've held on to. And so now I go and I ask for those crispy fries. That's something that captures my attention. And James begins in verse 19. And he says, brothers and sisters, dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Take note of this. That's one of those moments whenever the, the readers of this letter, and when it's sent out to the 12 tribes, it captures their attention as a female, as a female that's significant for you, that it should jump out to you because we've often heard and we have studied and it has been validated, verified, that often, often as the church is being developed, the female voice was not heard, was not seen. But I can tell you that in my study that that just was not the case in the early church. In the first century church, you women should be doing high fives right now to know that your voice mattered as this new way the church of Christ is being lifted, that the leaders of that day were absolutely male, but there were, there were females that were paving the way, that were pioneers for the faith. Can you, If you're sitting by a woman right now, just turn to her and high five and say, come on, woman. Woman power, right? Come on, woman power. And so it makes sense as James is writing this letter that he says, Dear brothers and sisters, and I'm thinking, okay, Philip's sisters, great preachers, Phoebe, great preacher, communicator of the gospel message. And he says, Take note of this. Something that we set up and we begin to listen, it captures our attention. It's like one of those words that we should just snap and say, okay, I'm all ears. James, what is it that you want to communicate to us right now? We're reading. We know that, man, we're battling from both sides, that we're being persecuted from within, we're being persecuted from out. And here it is, James is once again, dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. And then he goes, he continues on and he says what? Everyone should what? Be quick to listen. Come on, say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Everyone should be to listen. Quick, what does quick look like to you? I, I got to tell you, for me, it's football season. Quick, I automatically think of just the scat back coming out of the backfield, and he's very quick. He's very fast. For some of you that are, are ones that take care of your families and your, your responsibility in the home is someone that's able to just kind of whip up a, a great meal, and, and you do it in quick-like fashion in five to ten minutes. What does, what does quick look like to you? I can tell you that my wife was telling me as we're worshiping, I've got... I've got cornbread and lima beans at home for dinner. I can tell you that I'm going to quickly exit the parking lot tonight after the message. Come on. Quick fashion. What does quick look like you, to you? I've got Pastor Craig. Pastor Craig Butler is going to come over and he's going to help me. He's doing an amazing job. Pastor Craig, come on over. Uh, how many of you appreciate what he's doing in our discipleship and our small groups? 
it's a busy week for you. Yeah. And he was kind enough to really kind of step out and say, okay, Craig, I've got an illustration I want to kind of give to illustrate what it means to be quick to listen. Uh, how many of you ever played in uh, your childhood, and you may even do it now as an adult, uh, the hand slap game? Right? Come on, head and hand slap. And Craig. That's why I'm here? That's why you're here, oh. man. That's it. You told me you were giving me some food. Yeah. And I was... We're, we're going right. to give you some food. It's going to oh, be okay. lima beans and cornbread. All right, here, I'll be just there after service. So, but hand hand slap game. And Kay, how many of you remember the rules? You remember the rules? Uh, we're well. What we're going to do is the hand slap game. And 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 what we're going to do? Can we go like this, or can we go side to side? I mean, what are the rules? I mean, I, I, I think uh, no side to side. I, side to know, side, just over like just that. Just over, just over the top. Now, if there th flinches, how many of you know that if you flinch? Three times, does that mean a free slap? Where? Uh, slap. What do you mean? Let's define that before let's we define start a slap. the game. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. okay. All right, so th three flinches, and that's an easy slap. But okay. he's, he's been a great... Let's give him another hand tonight for what he's doing. And so we're going to get ready to go. And so we're going to... Right there. So there it is. So there's, there's one. one. All right, your turn. Now I'm, I'm on top of Okay, all right, all right. First one to three. All right, ready, ready, here we go. That's a flinch. That's a flinch. That's a flinch. Here we go. Ready, ready. Oh, I got you. Okay, now I'm on top. Okay. All right, go, go. All right, all right. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, here we go. One more time. to three. It's like First one to three. Okay, here we go. Ah, ah. I got you. You did. All right, I'm going to give you a chance. All right, here we go. I am like a slap ninja. Ooh, oh, you got me. You got me. Give it up for Pastor Craig. So here it is. James is saying, be quick to listen. Be quick to listen. What does a quick listener look like? I think a quick listener is, is the person that, that simply says, you know, I'm going to wait to respond, and I'm going to be all ears. But before... Before I begin to judge anyone, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to kind of step back, I'm going to listen, and I'm going to be all ears. I'm going to be quick to listen. That's what a quick listener looks like. And, and James is saying, hey, listen, as we continue to move this forward, we're early on, guys. Man, we're just years down the road. And for, for somehow, some way, we have begun to kind of maybe have some infighting among us but we need to we need to kind of settle that this is something that James is communicating and saying listen guys we know that we're we're getting it from all sides but we need to be quick to listen and I love what he continues to say not only do we need to be quick to listen but we need to be what slow to speak come on say that with me slow to speak come on say it like you were raised in the south slow to speak I've got some family members that do that very well. They're from Georgia, and they got it down when they say slow. And that's not a dig on any people from Georgia. I'm just saying slow to speak. And that's something that we can embrace when we say, what does it mean to be a follower of Christ? And to say, man, I want to become more like him. I want to see some life change take place. And that possibly means that I need to settle down, be quick to listen. When I look at my, my past experiences, and I'm guilty of, of, of responding before I absolutely listen. 
And James is communicating, guys, we need to slow down. We need to be quick to listen first and slow to speak. What does that mean for us in the church today? If we have it up on the screen as far as everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak, if we took the word speak out and we said everyone should be quick to listen and slow to gossip, would that resonate with, with, the, with the followers of that day? If we were to take that word out and say, okay, we should be quick to listen and slow for judgment, how would that resonate to the readers of that day? If we were to take that word out and say, we should be quick to listen and slow to argue, how does that resonate even, even to this day to say, okay, if we believe that God's word was relevant then, that it's relevant today, that whenever we say, okay, I need to be quick to speak and slow to anger, that I need to be quick to speak and, and slow to gossip, I need to be quick to speak and slow to cast judgment. Almost nearly 20 years ago, um, I was in kind of in the lending business, the loan business, and writing, uh, writing loans. And uh, we had the opportunity. We were basically an A-paper uh, a company doing uh, really uh, FHA, VA conforming type products. Uh, and so we always met with first-time homeowners uh, right on up to the uh, CEOs, executives. Uh, and, and early on, um, you could really kind of, uh, through conversation and, of course, reviewing documents, kind of look at a person and you would, you would kind of size them up. And, and look at them and say, okay, well, yeah, it's, uh, I understand it's a first-time homeowner. Uh, and then, of course, you would sit down with that uh, executive. And, of course, uh, the credit was there. The ratios were there. Uh, of course, the, the resource, the, the reserves, the funds, it was all there. I'll never forget, uh, I was sitting uh, at my desk, and across the desk, uh, a family sat down. And because of the way that they... Uh, they were dressed. I began to size them up and, and knew that I had to go through the process that I couldn't uh, discriminate. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking that from what I can see, they don't have, they don't have two pennies uh, to rub together. Uh, and we got, continued on into the conversation. I began to kind of do my discovery. And I'm just being real with you and where I was at uh, at this time in my life. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, they don't, they don't have any any money whatsoever. And so we got to that part of the application and they begin to present the documents and I'm looking at this person and they pass the first document and there's about a half a million dollars in this account. Uh, they begin to pass the next document to me and there's another, I don't know, $250,000 in this account. And I was, I was just, I was just really just quickened in my spirit at that moment to say, here you are again. Man, who are you to cast judgment? You should be careful. And, and I've got to say this, that we have to be careful as the church of Jesus Christ as we continue to move forward and we're quick to speak and slow to judge those that may be in our presence, that may walk onto our campus and knowing that they are a child of God or possibly even someone that is looking to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. How many of you know that that's just a good principle to live by, that we say that we're quick to listen and that we're slow to speak, that we're quick to listen and that we're slow to anger, that we're quick to listen and that we're slow to gospel, uh, gossip. How many of you know that we can live by that principle as followers of Christ to know that God's kingdom is big and it's growing and there's room for more. Amen? 
quick to listen and slow to speak. I love what he does, and he continues on in his writing. He says, and quick to listen and slow to speak. And the guys have it on the screen, and he says, and, and slow to anger. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And to think that that's my desire tonight, and I know that that's probably your desire as well, to say, man, I desire to live right. I desire to please God. And to say, what does that look like for me? Whenever I really want to embrace what it means to be, uh, be quick to listen and slow to speak, that I begin to listen to understand. That I begin this coming week whenever I say, God, speak, give me the opportunity to, to exhibit this behavior in my relationship, in my marriage. God, let me listen with understanding. God, allow me to listen to others. Putting to the side my agenda. Putting to the side that, man, that there are others that we're, 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 we're told in God's word to love who? Love our neighbor. And to love others that walk onto this campus and that we're also told to listen with love. And to know that there are those that we'll sit across the table from, that we'll sit across the desk from, and, and that we'll have an opportunity to sympathize with that person. And in some cases, we'll have an opportunity to empathize with that person because we take the position of, of being what? Quick to listen and slow to speak. Uh, last night, Kelly and I had an opportunity uh, to, to welcome couples into our home as we launched our small group for this semester. And, and of course, I'm thinking about this message, and, and we're beginning to loosen up, and we're having just a great time, and the couples are there, conversation is flowing, and of course, the stories begin to be told, and, and I'm thinking of this message, and of course, there it is right there in, in our midst, once again, another, another couple that says, man, man, guys have the biggest trouble with this in the context of marriage, where we open our mouths and we do, do what? We insert our our foot, don't we? We often do that. And here it is. And I've told them, I said, man, I'm, I love you guys. I was looking for that illustration. You guys have been so generous. Thank you. I've got something for tomorrow night. And I see that played out over and over and over again. We have a great small group, but man, to learn to listen with love and to learn uh, to listen with sympathy and to be able to empathize and to know that I was on the phone this afternoon with another uh, young woman who is just her back is against the wall right now. And I could just hear it in her voice. Man, you know, I, here, here's, I, I was called even this, this afternoon. And when I talk about that, it, it's something that resonates with me that as I'm pinning this message, that I had to stop and catch myself because I, I'm hearing the person on the other end of the phone and the best thing that I could do in that moment as I'm, I'm, I'm ready to fix her issues, to fix her problems, at that moment I was, I was quickened in my spirit, almost ready to step over the line. And I had to verbalize the words, okay, I, I'm sorry, go, go ahead, I'm, I'm listening. I want to hear from you. And it's something that we're always battling with, but it's a powerful message when we talk about right living and saying, God, I want to make sure that as I serve you, that yeah, I know what's, what's right. But God, not only do I need to know what's right, but God, let me live that out. 
Let me make sure that I have, uh, have my ears, both ears. It's amazing that God created us with what? A right and left, left ear. And he gave us what? One mouth. I think that's by, by God's unique design that says, hey, listen, I'm giving you two ears. So when James is writing to the church, and he says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. I think that that was, that was because that's the way that he designed us. That's the way that he created us. That's why he gave us two ears and not just one ear. He says, make sure that you pay attention to that and that you do that. What does our church, as the band comes back tonight and gets ready to close us out, what, what would our church look like if we were in those small group settings, just like we were last night, and, and we're in that safe place, in that, that place of, uh, where people can come together, and, and it's a moment where they can share and that we can listen back and forth. What, what would our church look like if those seasoned fathers who wonder what their relationship would look like if they would have simply just taken the position of to listen quickly, slow to speak, and they're able to make that investment into a young man's life and say, listen, let me kind of give you some wisdom here. What, what, would our, what would our church, what would the marriages look like if on a Sunday morning in our Victory Life classes, if we had some of those seasoned couples that would a, were able to pour back, pour back into the, the leaders of tomorrow, the leaders of today, and say, let me, let me tell you, if there's one thing that I'd like to pour back into you, is that if, if, I, could, if I could wind the hands of time back on my marriage, if I could just simply be a better listener and not always ready to kind of prove my point, let me encourage you, if, you, if you're going to have a healthy marriage, and I know that you desire that, let me encourage you to be that person that James is writing about in James chapter 1 that is quick to listen and slow to speak. That I've got something that you need to hear. That when you talk about the business owners in our church is full of incredible managers people in positions of authority that haven't always gotten it right. But what would our church like look like if in our small group setting, in our Victory Life classes, if we had that community and those opportunities where some of you have yet to step forward and say, yes, I'm going to embrace small groups, or at one time you were a part of a Victory Life class and God has gifted you an incredible way to be able to pour back into that young person that is just kind of carving their way through a new person a new the next business owner what would our church like look like if we said through that small group opportunity let me pour I see that young man he's got so much potential and I know that I always took the position as a business owner that it's my way or the highway and I forgot that I had surrounded myself with brilliant, creative, young people's young minds who are, are on the cutting edge of what, what uh, is out there and available in the business world today. Let me tell you, young man, make sure that you, that you carve some time out and that you listen to those young employees because I can tell you that you'll have a better company because of it. 
I think that we become a stronger church. I think that we become a healthier church. I think we continue to move forward because we're reaching back and we're pulling those that are behind us forward and saying, hey, you can do it. You can do better than I. I know that my day was yesterday, but today is your day. Make sure that you take this principle and that you live by it. You're quick to listen and slow to speak. Here's a word for someone tonight. Let me tell you this. When we talk about just, just the various listen idioms, when you talk about listen for, listen for the voice of God. Whenever you hear the, the, the idiom of listen up, that's often communicated by, by a coach or a teacher that may say, hey, listen up, there's something important that I've got for you, but I've got, I've got news for you. So tonight, if you're, if you're not a follower of Christ, Listen to me. Make sure that you're, right now your response should be, I'm all ears. There is life and life more abundantly that is found in Jesus Christ that can walk with you, that can be with you. Even for that follower of Christ right now that is struggling, that needs some encouragement, let me tell you, listen up. Your response needs to be right now, I'm all ears. God hasn't forgotten about you. God is with you. God knows the struggle that you're facing. Just settle down and, and know this, that God is listening. So as our altar workers come tonight, Pastor Randy and the team, they're going to take us through a, a worship song. And we're going to have an opportunity as they make their way, if everybody will close their eyes and bow their heads, that if you're in the house tonight, we're going to say a prayer. We're going to say just a, a simple prayer. We always want to give you the opportunity. If you're online, you're watching, and you're watching because someone else has logged in and you just happen to be in the room, and that you have not even made the decision to follow Christ. But even for the, the non-follower of Christ, this is pretty good, a pretty good principle to live by. They'd be quick to listen, slow to speak, but I want to speak this to you right now, that if you, if you need to ask Christ to come into your heart, pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Make me a new creature. I desire to serve you all the days of my life. Give me the assurance to know that you're walking with me today ask this in Jesus name amen amen if you said that prayer or if you're in the category of saying Tim I need to I need to be encouraged tonight I need someone to 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 speak to me tonight I need to feel God's presence I need to be reassured that God is listening as Pastor Randy leads us in this song just make your way to the altar and, and as he goes through that song one time we're gonna come back and we're gonna have a benediction a prayer of blessing over you Pastor Randy lead us give you my soul and I live for you alone every breath that I take every moment I'm away would you have your way in me Lord I give you my heart I give you my soul 
every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake. We'll sing it again tonight. And have your way in me, Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I live for you alone, in every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, come on, have your way in me, have your way. Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I give you my soul. Lord, I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm away. Have your way. Have your way in me. My heart. Lord, I give you my soul. Come on, sing it, church. I live for you alone. In every breath that I take, every moment I'm away. Come on, just sing it one more time tonight. And have your, make it your prayer. Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, I give you my soul. I live for you, I live for you alone, every breath that I take, every moment I'm away, have your way, and have your way in me. Will you stand with me tonight? How many believe that God is here with us, that God has spoken to us, that we can go in the next four days, that we have something that we can work on? that we can say, hey, there needs to be some life change, life improvement that takes place. And how many of you know that God is working on us and that he's a loving God? Amen? Amen. So, Father, we pray now, God, for just the most wonderful congregation. Father, men and women that are in this room that have committed themselves to be followers of Christ, I pray now that as they step back into the community, they leave this campus, I pray, God, that they would have great favor. I pray, God, that you would bless them. I pray, Father, for those marriages that may be in the room tonight, God, that need a special touch. I pray, God, that they would leave here encouraged and to know, Father, that you're walking with them. I pray now, God, that you would give us protection as we leave this campus. Bring us back Sunday ready to hear from you once again. We ask this to be done in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Thank you for being here tonight. God bless you.
Every moment I'm away. 